This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hi. Welcome to She Speaks Bravo. I'm Emily. And today is Southern Charm Day. Another great episode. Season is picking up steam. No thanks to Catherine. It's really shifted. She used to keep this show together. And now she's barely in this. Um. But before we get into all of it, if you are not subscribed, please consider subscribing. I'm covering Southern Charm, Atlanta, and Beverly Hills, and soon to be Potomac and Salt Lake City. If you're already subscribed, I love you, and I mean that. So let's get into it after the intro. My name is Emily, and I have been watching Bravo TV as a form of self-care for over a decade. Needless to say, I'm a complete mess. Subscribe and follow along for painfully insightful recaps about Bravo, true crime, and other great TV. Another great episode. Also, great title. Episode 10 is titled Walking on Eggshells. Fantastic title. And I'm just going to get right into the recap because I don't have any little uh, little intro story to tell you. And I I have some fun news, though. I don't know if it's fun, Um, but I I am going to be able to reveal some of my insider information to fill in some holes in this episode. Um, so yay, you'll see. So we're, we're starting at the, at the little bonfire and Shep has just said jealous Craig and he falls back and then they're like, okay guys, dinner and everyone's walking over and Taylor is trying to tell him like, okay, I think you just, just went a little too far and Shep is now. He's in his stubborn that this is the Shep mode that we've seen time and time again. And I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't. I would say it again. I would say it again. Word for word. 
this is the Shep mode that gets him in trouble. It's the most, it's the stubborn thing he does that is, it's, it's, it's yucky. That's what it is. And at the table, he is scowling. And Taylor says, get that scowl off your face. But she says it in her angel baby voice. And oh, man, God, this episode. Whitney introduces the chef and his team. And I mean, he loves this chef. Like Whitney, really, we we don't normally get this much of a genuine introduction and just respect and appreciation. You can tell Whitney wanted to take a moment for them to get recognized and get, get, get true um, exposure. Excuse me one second. Um, Everyone is saying, thank you. Thank you. As they, as they put the food on their plate. Oh yes. I, is this slaw? Oh, I love it. Is this is this tomato salad? Oh, I love it. Not Shep. Oh, no. Shep goes, I don't like cucumbers and flicks it behind him, behind his back, off his plate. Oh. Now, having worked in restaurants, my first serving job, I waited on this couple and the way the guy was acting it was like looking at a child, but in adult form, like it was looking at a child that was never told to knock it off and to be respectful. But as an adult on a date with his girlfriend, being a little piece of shit. And that is Shep. When he, fl- he flicks his cucumber. If you are watching on YouTube, you are noticing quite a big change in setup. I made the mistake of accidentally switching to my hotspot when I was recording and the video and audio quality was a disaster. So went about my day, went to edit and realized, oh, okay, um, the entire recap is garbage. So oops. <laughs> Need to re-record. So this is round two. Never done that before. Never had to go back and redo a recording, a recap from start to... Actually, that's not true. I am so lying. I've totally had to do that at least once. It's just been a minute. It's very, very rookie mistake. So Craig and Austin, they go do a shot. And while that's happening, Taylor, she says, may I speak? And Shep says, yes. Now, was that a little weird to anybody else? May I speak? But he does listen. Like, this was like watching in sports when you're watching a play and you're like, no way this is happening. No way he's making that catch. It was like, no way Taylor's getting through to him. No way. Because he's listening and he's absorbing. And when she says... Have you ever said sorry? For, sorry for doubting you. Sorry for putting you down. Have you ever? You have to rise above your ego. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, there's no way. There's no way. And sure enough, he gets up 
And he goes, Craig, can I talk to you? I'm I'm literally watching like, no, 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 this isn't happening. And then he goes, I'm sorry, man. And he's clutching. He's got one hand on his heart because he means it. I'm like, this is not happening. This is happening. This is this is nuts, because if you guys tuned in last week, I said verbatim that Shep would win this battle with Craig because Craig is always trying to maintain the narrative that there was zero reason for them to doubt him. Zero. Not he. Yeah, sure. He lied about passing the bar and being a lawyer. That's fine. Yes, maybe he occasionally lied about how much he partied and maybe he didn't actually do anything for Patricia when she gave him an opportunity because he said he wanted to make pillows and she gave him an maybe he lied about. But they just doubted him because they were jealous or there was projection. He needs to maintain that narrative. So Shep apologizing and saying, I was wrong. That should putting that in quotes because I don't like shooting people, but that should make Craig say, you know what, man? And I'm I'm sorry that I wasn't the most trustworthy guy back then. You know, maybe there was a little bit of a reason for you to doubt me and and I'm sorry, too. But (laughs) Craig doesn't like that Shep is doing this because this is how Shep can kind of win at this game. So Craig kind of talks over and he goes, we both have to accept that we have very different views on life. And you see, this maintains the narrative that Craig is just different and misunderstood. And and it's brilliant, really like this. He did it again. We're, we're just different. You know, I, I like pillows and, and tea and Paige accepts me for who I am. And this is the whole thing that Craig is doing and he does it so well. So then Craig goes back to the table and here we go. Austin says, Craig, did Shep apologize? And that's a big deal because if Craig admits that he did, it's like, okay, so it's it's what I just said. So then, so then, so then doesn't. Okay. So Craig with with a fork in one hand and a knife in the other. And he says, look, you know, when you're coming at someone, the problem isn't the person you're coming at. And when people act out and they're doing weird shit, it's because they're not fucking happy. And Austin is not going to let Craig pull this shit this time. And I'm so happy he doesn't because this is what Craig does. He's notice he couldn't just say he did. And you know what? We made up and. I'm, you know, that was back then. And I, I was a mess too. And so we're good now. No, no, it's, it's that Shep is still just coming at me because he's got his issues, man. And Austin says, Craig, you did it too. You just lost, you were acting out and doing crazy shit literally just now. And (laughs) Craig is still holding the silverware one in each hand and his eyes are bugged out and he cannot believe Austin is jumping in on his scene. This is his scene. He's like, what? 
And Austin says, okay, let's put the knife down. And Vanita, who's right next to it, it's like, yeah, that would be, that would be great if we could just put that knifey down. <laughs> and Craig goes, this is my problem with what you just said. You just said I was doing crazy shit. And I love that line because that's not explaining what your problem is. That's just telling him what he said. And Austin and notice Austin isn't doing his usual like get up and scream in people's faces. And that's how he loses all arguments. Austin says you were acting irrationally. Craig, why are you defending Shep? Because at the end of the day, I will always have your back. <laughs> Cue the montage of him throwing Austin under the bus. Any chance he gets to make himself look better. And so Vanita's like, because now Craig is getting up, clearly leaving. And Vanita's like, no, 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 man, sit down, sit down. And Craig goes, not if he says I'm doing irrational stuff. That's not in the script I wrote. And Austin is like, what are you doing talking to her? Like, she, what do you talk to us? We know you. And this goes, this ties into the whole thing that Craig is. Craig is only really hanging with people who don't really know the old Craig. And I get it, but it's 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 one thing if you like move away or change jobs. It's a different thing when you still are with these same people. <laughs> That's the difference. They're like, hi, I'm right here. And Craig goes, well, you've lost me from the dinner. Austin's like, really, you're going to leave? And Craig goes, I walk away from negative behavior. I mean, this is a tantrum and a half. And it's toxic. And he goes, for the record, we're not friends anymore. And as he as he walks away, clearly he's looking at the producers. He's like, these people are crazy. And Craig has done a great job of convincing the people that are there that because Shep, Shep is such a, and so is Whitney. Whitney and Shep are little fuckers. No, they're not. Fuckers sounds kind of cute. They're assholes. Whitney, Whitney, especially because Whitney, Whitney comes off just like extra mean, like no heart, just pure poke. Shep at least has like a bromance to some degree with Craig, but Whitney just comes out of nowhere and just says kind of something because Craig is so easy to mess with um, because Craig does things that warrants being messed with. Very similar to Austin. Um, but Craig is, you know, whatever. <laughs> Let's keep going because Craig comes back. Craig returns to the table. And I think Taylor says, I'm glad you're back. And Craig says, there's one person at the table who needs to apologize. And he knows who he is. The dogs. Austin just eats his food, though. And goes, wow, this is great. Austin's not playing. And this is where Whitney pokes. And I get why he does it, 
And it's also very like Southern of him that he's willing to make it uncomfortable just because he's not this is so he says, you know, we're going to go to the rec center after this where there's like basketball and bowling. And I set it up, you know, specifically for Craig, but he's being despondent and pissy. And the girls like now everyone is walking on eggshells. Title title throw in very appropriate title. And so Naomi is like, stop being mean to him. It's just like, please, just like he's he's got big feelings, as Leva said. And Taylor, she's like, let's just leave him alone. Leave him alone. But the best thing is Craig probably didn't even hear Whitney because he only has one person in mind. And that is the person that needs to apologize should apologize. I don't want to talk to one person. And Austin is just ignoring this. And so Olivia is super uncomfortable because she's still pretty new to this. And she goes to Austin, like, just go fix it with him so we can just enjoy the rest of the night. And so I get why she did that. It was kind of like, just please, Jesus, let us get this over with. And I also get then why Austin is like, really, you're going to tell me to fix it? And I think it was the right move for him to go leave and just go to bed because Craig wasn't going to do it. Craig, Craig, (laughs) if Craig were to have left again, he would have come right back. Like Craig would have left just to come back and be like, really, Austin, you're not going to you're not going to apologize. And then it would have left again and come. Austin really did not want to engage in the fight. So go to bed. And so the next morning, Olivia calls Leva and Leva and Vanita. Why'd you? I get I get it. Look, them leaving in the middle of the night to go back home is for me the most relatable thing in the entire world, because I am not down to be a reality TV star. I would be horrible on a cast trip. Okay. But this is why I'm not one. And so if you can't hang and give me a next morning, wake up, be with everybody, bonding type of deal. So Olivia is venting about Austin and I'm going to get way deeper into my analysis of all of this. I'm just going to I'm just going to kind of give you her quote for quote what she's saying. And then I'll get it when they get when they have their big scene by the lake or river, whatever the hell that is. She says, you can't have these girlfriend expectations of me when you're going home with an ex. Okay, I'm just going to leave that there because we've got more to deal with with this. Okay, we've got more to deal with with this. Then she talks about how they were partying in this rec. This rec center was crazy. You have a basketball court. They were bowling. This this property is huge. It was absolutely a plantation at one point, but it is really hard for them to find locations because they can only film in locations that fit the aesthetic of what the network wants Southern charm to be. And so good luck finding 
Southern looking venues that were not at one point plantations. It's incredibly frustrating for the producers and the cast too. I bet. Cause they're like, we don't like, they probably, can you imagine? They probably want to go on a tropical vacation. I would love to see this cast go to Mexico. Are you kidding me? What? I would love to see them do that. Oh my God. But anyway, Olivia says they had such a good time, except that Whitney and Naomi kept sneaking off and Craig would go looking for them. And so they do. They flash to Craig, who is holding a sword. And this was the moment I went, oh, my God, I think I need to just embrace. That Craig is. Just great TV. I mean, just existing. He's great TV like this. He's in a place of sword now. He threw a tantrum. And like, I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I mean, I'm, he's blocked me. That's how much I talk shit about him. But he is a mastermind villain. He's holding a sword and he's knocking on Whitney's door. Now, here's the insider info I can give you guys. So. Craig really genuinely was looking for Whitney. He did not know that Naomi was in there. So he wasn't even thinking about Naomi. He went looking for Whitney and was knocking on the door being psycho. Cause it was like two in the morning crew was wrapped. This was taken on a cell phone. One of the producers was following him around and Craig was being just like Whitney, just like being drunk. And suddenly Naomi says something and he's like, oh, my God. (laughs) He had no idea she was in there. So. It actually is not a lie. That he was just fucking with Whitney and it was a cherry on top that Naomi was the one who said, you sound like a fucking crackhead. (laughs) so when he calls page he's not lying he really is and i i you know i'm not really i'm not defending craig i just like facts and i'm sure that no matter how many times craig says i genuinely was just trying to get whitney to come out and still hang out with us uh no one's gonna believe him but page when she when he tells her this what happened she's like imagine talking to your ex-boyfriend while the guy that you're fucking is standing next to you like in what world is that normal i look i know it's not exactly the same thing but didn't that kind weren't you in like a love triangle with andrea and greg like and then like on summer house like you've kissed carl and Lindsay, and i just it's not that out of the realm of their normal Whitney. Okay. So I've heard again from a source that Whitney is just incredibly awkward on camera. And this was proven when Naomi is walking into like the breakfast setup area and he's like, her gait is so elegant or whatever. I was like, God, what? And then when Austin tells her, I was like, please stop. Okay. Now. Okay. It's just awkward all around. Make it stop. 
And Austin's like, what did you guys do last night? And he's all winking. He's just a goofball. You know, so they flash to the night before. And Whitney's saying that she's been a shoulder to cry on. Now, this is where I've gotten some insight because I was like, what is happening? Why the hell? I Like, please don't ever show me them kissing. Please, Jesus, don't ever show me them kissing. I, ne- I don't ever want to see it. So it's hard to like root for them. It's just weird. But here was what happened. We see a little bit of this. They touch on it in the beginning of the of the season. Whitney was really, really sad about his dad dying. It hit him really hard. And Naomi had also lost her dad. So at the end of the dog wedding, they were doing like the let's talk about what it's like to grieve a parent conversation. Lots of alcohol, staying up late, talking about it. Why not start making out? And that's sort of the like little bubble that is this is existing in. Hence the naked shoulder to cry on comment. So it's odd, but I I feel like somewhere in my memory, which is horrible, I've got I've got a hookup or two that's in there like that, where it's like, yeah, it it almost it would have been a secret for Naomi, I think, but she kind of can't keep it a secret. But I I'm pretty sure I've got some people that it's like, don't let's not tell a soul because it doesn't make sense. And you're kind of embarrassed, but you can't keep it a secret in this group, right? So back in the breakfast area, Craig walks in like nothing happened. And Austin says, what kind of person does it take to act like nothing happened after a psychotic break? And Naomi sits down with Austin is like, did you guys work it out yet? And turns around and is like, not yet. She goes, what about Olivia? Austin says no. And Craig goes, yeah, she was not happy with your behavior last night. And Austin says, Craig, I wasn't happy with your behavior last night. Craig goes, well, a lot of people weren't happy with your behavior. Okay, there's a reason no one chased after you when you left. And I really I don't really think that was because they sided with Craig. I think that was just because they were like, good, the fighting can end. I don't really think that they were like, you know, Craig is 100 percent right. And then so apparently they got into a screaming match like this was a much bigger fight than they really had time to show. And Craig, at one point, Craig goes, there's no one here that will take your side over me. We just shouldn't talk anymore. Okay, she shouldn't talk. And Olivia is notably annoyed that they're still fighting. See, okay, here's the thing. Olivia is a hottie with a body and she just needs Austin's full attention. Okay. She's like, can he just stop fighting with Craig so that he can see how good I look this morning? I know what she's doing. I'm on to her. I know the game that she's trying to play, but she's playing it wrong. Okay. Without revealing too much of my opinion on the whole thing. So. She brought the date to make him jealous. He countered with hooking up with Sierra. 
she, in my opinion, should be pulling a power move right now. And she should just be kind, not ignoring him, but just being like, eh, I'm going to have fun on this trip no matter what. But instead, she's hoping to have one on one time and have a serious conversation. And what I think she should be doing is power playing. I'm the fun girl. And like, I don't care. And I'm just here to have a good time because that will make Austin be like, oh, shit. Okay, Olivia, I want to hang with her. And then when he tries to hang out, she doesn't have time. And then back in Charleston, she should meet up with maybe an ex or maybe just a new guy and let it be known. See, she needs to do one more round of fucking with him. She's she's not playing it right. See, I'm telling you, I can get you the relationship. All you get, though, is a shitty relationship. But she's you got to slow play it. And it's going to be a lot of heartache on the way there. But I can get you there. You see? And so you got to play a couple more mind games with him first. You're going in too fresh. You're already looking too desperate. You want his attention now? Not going to happen. You go hang with your girlies and you go have the best time of your life. Not like it's that easy, though. You are in a cast strip with basically no one you really are cool with besides Taylor. And that's about to blow up. We'll get there. So. Now it's time for the egg toss, by the way. Whitney said he wanted to go play American pedestrian games. He did some weird German accent and said he wanted to do that. And before, though, there was a really cute Craig and Shep hammock moment. It was very, it was adorable. Actually, these two big six foot ten guys just being playful in a little hammock. (laughs) So hot. Oh, God. Let's just, you know, it's it's nice to just stop and remind yourself that all these people are so tall. They're, like these people are all so hot. I don't understand it. How how did you all find each other? Shep tries to stir up a little bit. He goes up to Olivia and he's like, are you still mad at Austin? And he tries to get that convo going. And what Olivia should have done is she should have said, no, I don't care. See, that's power, honey. She said, no, I don't care. And he would have been like, really? Like, what'd you do? I don't care. You got to play a little game. You got to have so much fun. But then you're unavailable, honey. Slow game. Slow game. You don't. We want the immediate gratification. We want it right now. But you got to see your opponent. Okay. You got to strategize. All right. Again, all you win is a bad relationship. But if this is who you want, you want Austin, I will get you there. Okay? Look alive. Speaking of the egg toss, now we're like, we're finding out that Shep takes this very seriously. He's able to throw the egg and hit some tree that's super far away. But not Austin. Austin, he's having a good time. They lose first. He just loves it. He's got the egg broke on his shirt. Look at him. He's loving life. He's having a good time. Ooh, not Shep. There, Shep and Naomi, they Shep drops it or it falls on the ground or something. And so Taylor steps on it. And the only response Shep has is, what are you doing? You fucking idiot. 
And then Olivia's like, whoa, whoa. And just her knee-jerk reaction is to throw her egg. And then his knee-jerk reaction is to wind up and throw his egg at full force back at her. To which Craig is the only one that's like, all right, don't throw any eggs at Olivia. That's not nice. Which is, you know. And, you know, now now, now it's worrisome. And Shep goes, if she fucks with my game, I'll say it again. Hold on, my dogs. So Shep says... If she fucks with my game, I'll say it again. You're lucky I said fucking idiot. I should have said something worse. She's an opponent of mine. They're like, she's also your girlfriend. He goes, so what? No, she's not. I win. Now, imagine. I don't know, let's say like a seven year old or an eight year old. Like this is the kind of stuff that would come out of a kid's mouth. And you would be like, knock it off. Don't do that. This adult is what it looks like when you don't do that to a child. And so Naomi starts taking Taylor inside and Shep yells, the wussification of America continues. So here's the problem. While Craig is all kinds of toxic and sociopathic and all of those things, this is the side of Shep that no one can relate to. No one can be like, oh, I've been there. Totally. I've done that. And if you can, okay, well, because I can't imagine like if if I called someone a fucking idiot in the moment, I can't imagine them being like, I'm never apologizing. I can imagine almost immediately being like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I got too excited, especially over an egg toss. OK. And Shep and Craig, I mean, uh, Craig and Austin are they're like, we got to do something like the girls are unhappy. But Whitney, this is where Whitney loses me. He always just defends the guys as toxic as they are. Did it with Thomas all the time. Now he's doing it with Shep and Marcy, though. She's like, oh, this is just Shep. He throws tantrums. He cusses at his mom. But, you know, he had good parents. How? How is this good? How is this a product of good parenting? This is literally a failure in parenting. Sorry. I know that's really harsh. I know. But I don't know what else it is. And so Naomi and Taylor are inside and in comes Whitney. And he goes, he's uh, he's just kind of like a feral animal. And he doesn't mean it. He doesn't think. Thanks, Whitney. That's why don't you just say boys will be boys? Did you even ask her how if she's okay? You didn't even ask her. But of course, Taylor loves him. And she says, I'm not trying to fix him. I'm not trying to be the fixer. And honey, I know, I know you can you think you you can just say that and then it's true. But unfortunately, that's exactly what you're being. I'm so sorry, but it is. It's exactly what you're being. You know what? It's okay. We all do it. You got to go through the journey, honey, but it's what you're doing. And then Naomi, these lines are so intense. She says, but how much can you take before? And then Taylor says, I absolutely break. Oh, 
And now on the basketball court, Shep's like, everyone's annoying me. And with in like, he's not even a little bit joking or realizing the irony of this of this sentence. He goes, she came up to my egg and stomped it. What's the proper response? Do you even now, even like after a few minutes have passed, you still are saying that? And Marcy's like, well, maybe say sorry. No, I'll never say sorry. Maybe she can date Craig and they'll say sorry all day. But then they, Marcy and her husband, they laugh. Oh, <laughs> that's the problem. You guys have been indulging this guy because you're all walking on eggshells. Huh? But then Whitney, you know, he's like, man, well, you know, I just I know it's, I know it's ridiculous, you know, but you should go talk to her. She's upset. And Shep, because Naomi made her upset. Oh, my God. Wow. OK. Shep in his confessional says something that literally makes no sense or I need him to explain it later. He says, my dad came home and we just would roast him. That's how I was raised. And so I'm trying to like understand like what he means. So like their dad who who supported the family, because I'm pretty sure he said his mom, it was like a stay home, stay at home mom. I'm pretty sure, but I may be wrong. I don't want to assume. Uh, Okay, so dad who worked all day would come home and they would just be like, you fucking idiot. Or maybe he would maybe maybe he would call them idiots, too. But either way, they were just calling each other idiots and not apologizing ever. That's how he was raised. Okay, sure. So. So this shot is really cool. So Craig and Austin are in the foreground of the shot, but right behind them, ship is walking the the path up to where Taylor and Naomi are. And you just hear Shep's going, no, no, it's never her fault. No, it couldn't possibly be. No, it's never Taylor's fault. Oh, whoa. And Craig and Austin are just watching him. But then they get in, they put them in focus because they're in the foreground now, you see. And the whole the reason I'm pointing that out is because the whole this whole thing is so, it's literally a romantic comedy. It's like, all right, now it's just the two of us. And it's kind of like, you know, after seeing the way them they're fighting, do we really want to be those those ghost guys? You know, we're better than that. <laughs> and they have their bro makeup moment. And it's like Austin's like, friends are supposed to call you out. And Craig says, the timing was off. And Austin says, I could see that. And then they put this score in with the music. And Craig literally says, I hated waking up and thinking you went to breakfast without me. (laughs) I give up, you guys. Craig is this fucking good. God damn it. And then like, but I like Austin's confessional. He's like, I'm not saying I'm sorry for shit. I did nothing wrong. He didn't. Okay. He didn't. Craig never, Craig also never apologizes. Like that's what he complains about everyone else doing. When has he said, sorry? I know he does sometimes, but like he hasn't ever owned up to the fact that back then he was extremely untrustworthy. He never admits it. Okay. So 
Craig gets updated on what's going on with Shep and Taylor. And Marcy's like, yeah, you know, Shep was like, I'm never going to apologize. And Craig goes, I did one of those once. Now Whitney's dating her. I mean, he throw, he found he found so much. He did a lot in this episode. He did a lot. OK. He even held a sword at one point. Shep walks in angrily and Taylor's like, nope, not doing it. She's just she's crying. She walks out. And so he sits with Naomi with all the attitude. And, you know, so typical. He does the all right. I'm not Mr. Say everything right all the time. OK, I'm, I'm sure there's a guy, some boring accountant who worships the ground you walk on. Go get him. That is. A classic. Okay, classic, dude. It's so fucking classic because it's it's the it's like when you tell someone, hey, when you said that, it hurt my feelings and they go, fine, I'll never say anything ever again then. And then or if you want them to maybe adjust this this one thing, like maybe when you say this to me, it, it hurts my feelings. All right. Well, then why don't you go be with this person who's just like always perfect and, you know, like lives in a little box and never leaves and uh, and they they gaslight you into thinking that like they couldn't just make one little adjustment without turning into a whole different person. And so Naomi realizes this is going nowhere. She's like, okay, never mind. Maybe you and Taylor just don't even need to talk today. And he goes, oh, and so as soon as you, so when you, that's I realize what his like trigger is when you take his, like toy away, which is in this case, Taylor. He, oh, okay. Well, I'm dating her and I'm in love with her. So no, thank you. Uh, okay. So she just walks out and he yells. Thanks for your great advice. A terror, a terror and a, and a grown, a grown adult terror. Yes, they can all do this, but. I'll give Shep as number one because he's Shep gets number one. Craig, number two, Austin, number three. And Naomi runs into Marcy and Craig and they're like, well, Taylor's about to freaking pack up and leave and go home. So let's go get her. But meanwhile, Austin, you just hear Austin go, Olivia. And right then I went, he's wasted. And I talked to my peoples and they said that there's a a game that they did besides the egg toss. uh, That was like a drinking game, essentially, like a relay drinking game. And it was like chugging Trulies, basically. So Austin is wasted. And now you see this is the this is kind of where Olivia thinks she wants him. Okay. And she's playing it wrong. See, what I would have done is I would not have been available at all. I would see, okay, they're on a cast trip. Okay, what would I have done? Who's left to hang out with? Is there anyone left to hang out with? I would have been in Taylor's room helping Taylor out. That's exactly where I would have been. Yep, lots going on. Got to help out my girl. Gotta help out my girl. Very busy, preoccupied. Don't have time for your bullshit. Mm-hmm. And he would have wanted to talk to me, but sorry, I can't. 
Who else is even there? Marcy's husband. Leva's gone. Vanita's gone. Shep, Craig. That's it. So she's in a pickle. But let's say, let's say, okay, let's say she didn't want to help, didn't want to help Taylor. And she did want to do like she got caught. Like he's like Olivia. And if it was me, I'd be like, let's go hang out. I wouldn't have been like, let's go by the water and do something romantic. I would have been like, let's just go have a good time. Hmm. This is a tricky one. TBD. But okay, let's go back into reality. Sorry. Sorry. Like I'm trying to see. I'm rusty, you guys. It's been a while since I've tried to be this toxic, but she's playing it all wrong. And I'll, I'll explain why. OK, so they're they're by the water and she's like trying to, you know, bust him. I mean, she is busting him. And mind you, he's wasted, wasted, wasted. And. Uh, and she's like, I haven't really talked to you since the dog wedding, you know, and it's like you were upset with me because I brought a date. And he's like, well, yeah, you know, like everything in my life, though, is a product of my own decision making. But I've thought about it and I want to date you. And she's like, really? <laughs> Let me just play the clip. Let me just play the clip. Because when <laughs> when she says, like, did you not know that I knew about Sierra? His response. OK, I want to date you. Really? Well, what did you do after that party? What did I do? I'm asking you. Yeah, I, I was like, okay. Normally what happens here is that Olivia and I go off with like some other friends and have some fun. And we couldn't do that. And So did you go off with other friends? Yeah, I did. With Sierra. And I'm sure. Did you just not know that I knew about you and Sierra hanging out? No, no, I, I, every, and I, uh, okay, so. Oh, that's so good. Okay, so here's my here's here's the analysis. Olivia goes on the date with this guy, Austin, and on their first date, he's like, we're going to have to take it slow. And she seemed like she really had her head on straight. She's like, who the hell tells someone on their first date that they have to take it slow? Like, well, okay, we're on our first date. Got it. Then she invites Madison to her party and he yells at her, literally yells at her. This is not someone you who likes either of these two things. Then she brings a date to the dog wedding and he gets jealous, but she does it to make him jealous. So she got her way. That's what happened. And she didn't expect it, though. But his version of dealing with that jealousy was to go and have sex with his old hookup buddy. Or whatever she is. How do those things equal someone you like? Someone that you're like, that is a good quality man that's worth being in a serious relationship with. It's not. All she wants is to win now. That's all she wants. She miscalculated. She thought bringing because she's she's probably played the hand before and it worked every time. This is the first time it, she did not see it coming where he would go out toxic her maneuver. So she thought she'd bring the date. 
he would say, oh, my God, I can't believe I ever said we should take it slow. Let's be exclusive right now. That's what she was banking on. When he went and hooked up with Sierra, she's like, hold on. No, I need to be exclusive because I like you. You don't. And nothing in his actions have shown you that he really does want to be exclusive. You're just you're getting the words out of his mouth. You're almost forcing the words out of his mouth at this point. And now that they've now they've now they've come out of his mouth. And now Austin is most likely going to get dragged because if he doesn't follow this exact if he isn't perfect in this like monogamous relationship, it's going to be like Austin's doing it again. And I'm not going to play that because Olivia doesn't even she's getting what she asked for. Okay, she that she. okay. so my mom told me something when I was very young. uh, Like teenagers, maybe. No, actually, I have no I have no sense of time. Maybe I was in my 20s. And she said something like you want to find a guy that was that's going to run the race for you. That's going to like, you know, you basically set your standards and like the guy that's going to run the race for you. But the problem is you start running the race for the guy. And that's what she just did. At first she was like, Netflix and chill. No, take me out to dinner. And it seemed like she was really, she knew her worth. And she's like, honey, please, you're not just going to get this without trying. Now she basically walked him over to this lake and said, okay, so are we now exclusive? He's like, yeah, cool. I got to basically do nothing to get here. I didn't have to change a damn thing. Thanks. Made no adjustments whatsoever to prove myself. You're welcome. Okay. Right. Okay. Moving on. So Shep. He comes in, but Craig's like, hold on, let's talk. And like, you guys, the way Craig talks to Shep, like, it really goes to show you that Craig and Shep have been through the most together. They've been on the show since day one. And as much as Shep gives Craig all kinds of hell, Craig has also done a lot of favors for Shep. I'm sure there's been, and I know a few stories of just Craig is covered for Shep a lot of the time. They vice versa, probably to be honest, I bet more Craig than more Craig covering for Shep than vice versa. Cause Craig at the end of the day is a good friend. And I, I think Shep is Shep would take a bullet for Craig. They really are true brothers that just don't get along like they're just different. Um, and so once again, there's someone talking to Shep and it like working. And so I'm going to play because I can't like I. OK, you met the one girl in the world that loves you for who you are, right? right. She doesn't ask right. you to change. No. You said, this is who I am. I when know, you started. and I appreciate it and love it. But being considerate and kind and nice is not asking you to change. Whatever happened, upset her. So you go say, hey, baby, 
I didn't mean to upset you. Okay. Not be like, you shouldn't have gotten upset. I mean, this is what we deal with, right? You tell me that I should. No, I treat every relationship the same women and men, and that's Well, then you have a choice to make. Yeah. If you do love her, and I know you do, and you say, even though I think this is stupid. I love you, and I'm sorry. Yeah. So that's just a choice you have to make. That's it. So apologizing is not asking you to change who you are. I'll apologize because I'm in love with her. I mean, that's that's a choice. It's fair. Life's about choices. I appreciate it. Craig knows me the best, so he is really the only one who's qualified in the whole group to really talk about Taylor and I. Here, let me go talk to her. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's all. all. Like you, you got. Like that's. It says a lot. You know. Says a lot. So Shep and Taylor talk first. Taylor makes him beg, and I was like, "Yeah, make him beg." That's right. Make him big in front of people. He says, please, so many times. I was like, keep it going, buddy. Say it again. Say please one more time. Okay, but the first thing out of his mouth is so Shep. He goes, I don't want us to be the couple that like, are they okay? Because we're okay. Right? Yeah, you're doing great. You're fucking doing great. And he gives her some bullshit and she listens. But then she, oh, my God, the most heart wrenching. Her her speech back is like. Protect her at all costs, you fucking asshole. But then you remember how she said earlier, I'm not the fixer girl. She says, sometimes I do want to quit, but I don't think you're a totally lost human being. Well, I hate to tell you, but that's like textbook fixer talk. If I've ever heard it before. Textbook fixer. And it's okay. We've all got to learn our lessons. I'm a whole mess, so I am not judging anyone on this show. I'm merely observing as someone who's made all the mistakes in the world. And I say been there but i've never been as nice as taylor ever and so it's like even harder to watch and so this is where i get why taylor thinks that there's this future because shep when he realizes he's going to lose her and i you can tell he loves her i think it's like an admiration for how kind she is because he's so not that way I think it's like he's he's amazed at her inner beauty and how she looks at him. I think he wants to be the man she sees. Ooh, that was deep. Okay, I like that that I just I like that that I just said, God, Emily. But he this is but he starts to say this shit. He goes, "I want to see you happy." I want to make plans for the future. God, you fucker. He goes, what do you want me to do? I'll do anything. I got, I, I was, I was suckered when he started to say that. I'm like, take it back, Taylor. Just take it back. Tell him what he needs to do. (gasps) Take him. Oh, I'm like, it's so effective. Oh, she's like, just be vulnerable and be, be kind to people. He's like, that's completely fair. And, you know, I like, 
like I've said a million times, I am toxic and a mess and I have no, no good instincts. I'm like, I believe him, which means I, he, I, she should not be believed. So, and I mean, they're broken up now. So I think we can pretty much understand that this is all bullshit. And yeah, so it's pretty brutal. And I, I don't know, but I would hope that Shep apologized to Naomi and to Olivia because they deserve an apology. But next week we get Friendsgiving. Excuse me. And I had heard even before filming or before the show aired that Friendsgiving is a good episode. And I see why. Paige. Paige says she's not fooling me. She's still in love with him. Bitch, enough is enough. And Catherine, who has not been around at all to know any sort of dynamics, she's like, "Mm -hmm." could be editing, but she's like, "Uh uh-huh, that's right. Now, you see, if Paige is under the impression that Naomi is still in love with Craig, Craig has to have told her that. And because the last thing, Craig told Paige was that Naomi and Whitney were hooking up. So she couldn't have come to this conclusion based on that conversation that we saw because she could have been like, okay, well then at least she's not like someone I need to worry about. So either Craig is genuinely experiencing Naomi as someone who's still in love with him, which means that he just naturally is an amazing reality star because he just naturally brings great TV to us because Paige is now activated enough to confront Naomi. And that is going to be fantastic television. Or the alternative to that is that Craig is that diabolical that he is pitting his ex-girlfriend and current girlfriend against each other to make good TV. It's one of the two. Either he's genuinely experiencing it as, wow, Naomi is so in love with me, which is hilarious. Because I do think, let me also explain something about Naomi. I feel like I need to explain an observation I had um, that I, and I, okay. Naomi came back in a raw place, right? So she, she made made a bad choice with Matul. No doubt about it. Packed up all her stuff, relocated all the way to New York, left everything behind and gets there only to find that Matul has been cheating on her, her whole relationship. So she needs to move back to Charleston and wants to come back to the show, but knows that Craig, it would be disrespectful not to ask Craig. So her avenue back into this circle of friends, which is her group of friends, too. Let's not forget that. But she kind of burned every bridge on her way out of town because, unfortunately, I've made a ton of mistakes myself in relationships and been a complete jerk asshole. But she did. And she came back all mad at Catherine because of what she did to Cam not knowing the full story, not knowing that other people had heard the rumors. And I think multiple people have heard 
this. This has been out for a while that it wasn't just Catherine that heard that rumor. People were covering for Cameron. So she comes back on this like high horse kind of like I'm mad at Catherine when it's like none none of that had anything to do with you. You weren't even here. So you picked she picked a weird avenue. She came in through Craig. Kind of thinking in probably a very weird moment of weakness been there, by the way, that like, okay, I'll I'll go back to this. And then that was not the right timing. In fact, I really think I I think I did do this. I went back with this ex that I honestly it was I knew wasn't really into it. It was just like, I just need something familiar. And then he ended up kind of having a girlfriend or was he just mad at me? Hold on. My dogs. I don't remember what I was saying. My dog started barking and I don't remember what I was saying before they started barking. Naomi. She came in through Craig. That's all I know. So, oh, Mike. Oh, shit, I shouldn't say his name. Well, not like he's he's not going to know. Um, so I started hooking up with. I like I think I hooked up with him a few times. He might have been mad at me. That's what it was. He might have been mad at me um, because I think I was kind of an asshole to him the way we broke up like originally. And so he kind of like. Not dumped me, but sort of treated me shitty and we like trailed off and I think I was even trying to get back into the like old high school friend group. And he kind of withheld them over me because he was pissed at me. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, so very similar. But then eventually I remembered that I was more friends with other people in the group and connected with them. And then we just sort of coexisted again like my, my ex and like, cause it was high school. We had, we had the same group of friends. Uh, but yeah, so I, Naomi came into the group. Did that make any sense? Sorry. <laughs> Did that make any sense? Naomi came into the group through Craig, but then was like, wait, what am I doing? Like, what? I don't even know what I'm doing. And then he quickly like, kind of makes fun of her a little bit like I'm with Paige. Oh, that's cute. Poor Naomi. But it didn't go his way because then she starts hooking up with Whitney. And as she's able to sort of get her footing again and become Naomi from Charleston and not Naomi, who just was totally broken hearted and embarrassed from New York. Now she's just sort of back in Charleston, back to being herself. She can see the group better for what it is. She can see Craig better for who he is. And has a little bit more of a realistic outlook on things. Um, In the beginning, she was just scattered and not quite herself because she was reeling from something pretty ugly. And I think now, like when she's done podcasts and when she's done interviews, she's got a little bit more perspective. And I think I kind of contributed to really hating on Naomi in a time that she was not. She was going through it. And the thing is, when you're going through it, it doesn't always look like just, you know, I'm a little sad. It sometimes looks like you're lashing out and you're doing dumb stuff and you're picking fights and you're not being awesome. So I'm willing to give Naomi a little bit more grace. Okay. Okay. 
I am excited for the showdown, the Naomi Page showdown. Um, but if Page is showing up with the I know you're still in love with Craig attitude, she's not going to win because that's just name is going to be like, oh, that's what you think, because that's not what's happening. Because I think we I really do do. I do not think Naomi still is in love with Craig. I think it was much like my situation with my one ex. I was just like, oh, what am I doing? And never mind. Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this recap of Southern Charm. I hope you have a wonderful day or night. And please like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. And I'll see you next time. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. Also, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to the pod. Thank you guys. I'll see you on Instagram or TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.